Hey everybody, how you doing? This is JR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And this episode is going to be more random things that I'm just going to be talking about. Because I got some stuff that I got to clear out in my head and I'm just going to, you know, let you know what's going on and, and you know, and tell you what I think and just my opinion and stuff about things and just random stuff. <laughs> but first, it's motivation time. Okay? Now, when I say motivation time, I mean it's moto time. All right, listen. Here's what motivates you. Here's what should motivate you. Listen. If you are trying to be successful, then you need to try to be successful. It's the hardest thing to do. I mean, seriously, it's the hardest thing that you can do to be successful. Time management is the key. Like, for example, me doing my podcast, it's really, really hard for me to do my podcast a lot of times. People say, well, you should have all the time in the world. Well, yeah, but I work. And then when I'm not working on my days off, I just don't want to do my podcast, but I end up doing it anyway. So I do. You know, I try to I try to put my time, efforts, in doing one a day. I try to do one, two, three a day, and so I can get them in, and I can get them in. So that's how I do my podcast and stuff. So that's what motivates me. Motivate me is <laughs> what motivates me is what irritates me. If I always say, if it irritates me to the point where it it just burns my grind, it grinds my gears. And just makes me irritable. Then I'm going to end up doing it. Because I don't like to be irritable. So I try to get everything into perspective. Now. Like in my last podcast. I talked about like how I. I talked about my last podcast. That I needed some dental work done and stuff. And how that my mouth was terrible and stuff. Well it's truly. I was being honest about that. Because sometimes. um, You be more transparent. Is when you're more honest with yourself. So I am. Excuse me. I am more honest. So I do tell people that, yeah, one person was asking me, you know, you're just trying to get more money, maybe get some bills paid or maybe need money to go to go party and stuff. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go party, party at the dentist. Because I know for a fact, if I don't get my mouth taken care of, that, that a lot of times it also could affect my health. <laughs> yeah, staph, bacteria, and everything else like that. I take my multivitamins and I try to maintain a good, healthy lifestyle. But I know for a fact that if I don't get that taken care of, that it's going to end up be the death of me. So that's what I said when I talked about that. You know, that's what I say. That's what motivates me. Like I do my podcast because I'm trying to do that because I want to build my brand. And building my brand is by doing my podcast is by building a better brand than everything else. You know, I'm trying to find ways of doing things more positive. You know, that's the thing that... You know, that gets me. You know.
know, I have this belief system that, you know, sorry, I was, I was doing something. <laughs> I had this belief system that I just got to do it. You know, it's, it's from my habits of being in the military, so I kind of put things in perspective. You know, it irritates me, what burns my, it grinds my gears because I'm constantly trying to be this better person. And so I try to be a better person and try to push the envelope a little bit to getting things that I want done. So I try. And so that's where, like I said, when it comes to grinding my gears, I try and I stress. So, you know, so that's where I push that at. So, but I look at that and, I, and people always ask me what makes you who you are and that's what makes me who I am. Because of that, you know, <laughs> and I try to do that and I try to put it more in a positive spin by doing it in a positive way and doing a positive spin and stuff. So I put more efforts and more emphasis on something that I can do better. And that's what I do. And I do what I mean. I mean what I, you know, what I do. And so that's, so that's the thing, like I said, that's what motivates me. So now. That's my motivation. Also, remember this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. Remember that during tax time, okay? Like my daddy always says, my daddy always says, if you don't eat your food, starving people in Africa would love to have it. My daddy always says that. Don't know why he says that, but he did. When I was growing up, that's what my dad would always say. <laughs> and while he's feeding us stuff that, knowing good and well, we should not be eating like llama beans with okra. Boiled, cooked, boiled lima beans with okra boiled into it. Now I can see deep fried okra, but no, boiled okra, and that ain't the uh, that ain't the half of it with the runny thing. It looks like snot, and he makes us eat that. But guess what? We had to eat it because if we didn't eat it, we had it for breakfast. Didn't eat it, had it for lunch. We didn't eat it, you still had it for dinner. Where everybody else had something totally different. You will sit there and eat that, even though you didn't like it, you eat it. My dad has a rule: what's cooked. What's cooked, what's, what's cooked and placed on the table, you will eat. You don't want to eat it, go to bed hungry. Eventually, you'll eat it. You'll eat whatever's cooked. Now, today's society, they're all about, oh, oh, Johnny doesn't want, Johnny doesn't like that. <coughs> Johnny doesn't want stew. Johnny wants, Johnny wants raviolis. So, you get raviolis, Johnny. Little Susie wants spaghetti. Little Susie, you get spaghetti. Little Polly would like a hoagie sandwich. I'll make you a hoagie sandwich. We'll make, oh, you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead? You don't like what we're cooking? Daddy's cooking? Daddy's cooking liver and onions. You don't want that. Nope. Okay. What you, oh, you want ham and cheese sandwich with tomato soup. Got it. See what I mean? Before, when I was growing up, nope. If that's what was up, that was on the table, that's what you ate. Seriously, my dad would, my parents, my dad and parents were strict. My mom would say, "Oh, is that what you? Oh, is that what he cooking? That's what you're eating." And he would say this right here: "Money don't grow on trees." And starving kids in Africa would love to have what you're eating. Seriously, you don't want it? Go to bed. And that's what he would do. That's not out. That's part. That's motivation. <laughs> my motivation is I would not do what my dad did. That's what I would say. But I'm gonna be just like my dad. Cause if I if I have kids, I have, if I have more kids, they're gonna be the same way. Because I want them not to be part of this this generation Gen X generation. And I want them to be more independent. But I also want them to be old school. Cause I'm gonna beat they behind.
mentally as well. Not too much physically, just more mentally. Yeah. Also, that's it on that. Now let's get into let's get into the nuts and bolts of things. Now today, <laughs> now earlier today, I was looking at about something and I heard they were talking about a famous singer. He was talking about famous singer. It's been all on the social media and stuff. I'm not gonna mention his name because and he doesn't need to get all. He does not need to get the energy. So I don't want him to have all the energy. Well, I watched the. I watched his lip service. It was, he was on lip service. That's that show with Angela Yee. Yeah, and he talked about how if a man gives another man a BJ blowjob. That's what he said. Fellatio, not cunnilingus. I do like that, but you know. That's just me. I love that. Love giving a woman that. Any woman who loves that, I love that. But that's just me. You know, different story. But he was talking about how if a man once or twice, he's not gay. Well, here, not to be homophobic, reality is, <coughs> I went and asked, I went and asked a guy, I went and asked this guy who's, um, who is happily married with his life partner, and he's gay. He's in the LBGTQ community. I go like that. I don't like the word gay. Some people say it's rude. I just think it's uh, like calling a person the N-word. And like calling a white person a honky. I don't call white people honky. I don't call white people crackers. Like I don't call Asians spicks and wops. And those are all derogatory names. And I'm not saying it to anyone. I'm just saying those are names that people have said. I'm not because I'm, I'm a person of color. Um, I'm red, white, and blue. And I bleed Marine Corps green. I bleed Marine Corps green because I'm a United States Marine. See, I'm an, I am a United States Marine. I'm an American. See, I'm America. I bleed America. See, I was born and bred. I was born and raised. I was born and bred out of Marine Corps recruit training depot, San Diego, California. My training lineage stems all the way back to Tun Tavern, the folklore of Tun Tavern. That's where my lineage goes to. Yes, I am a Marine. I exemplify the naval tradition. I exemplify my warrior ethos. That is my job. I am I am one of the finest. I am United I am one of the world's finest. I am a United States Marine. Marine Corps Creed is once a Marine, always a Marine. That's my motto. See, there you go. Well, like I said. Well, now you know. See, so now you know. So I'm not a racist or anything. I don't care. I'm not. But he was talking about that. Well, I asked this guy who who I because I know him well because I I know him well and him and his part I know him and his husband really well is because they come to where I work at I work at this particular restaurant and they come there a lot it's buffet style restaurant and they come there a lot so when he came there I asked him you know because he will because he uh, he always talks about pop culture he talks about pop culture and he asked me have I heard about Tank you know have I heard about the guy. You know, he said, have you heard about it? That's exactly what he said. You know, I'm not saying his name. I'm just telling you what he said. And I told him, ah, I see, I already heard it. And he goes, so, he goes, what do you think about it? I asked him, what do you think about it? He said, because I didn't mention the name. I'm just telling you what he said. He, he stopped and I stopped him. You know, that's why I didn't say the whole thing. So, when he said that, he talked about um, the incident and stuff. And he said... What do you think about it? Do you believe him? And I said, um, well, I said, well, he makes a good point. He goes, nope. He goes, nope, you're gay. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not gay. He said, you're probably bi. That's what he said. You're probably bi. That's all he said. Maybe you're not gay, but he says you're bi and and that's the culture you're living in. And so, and he says, so we live in a society where that's how we're judged. People judge me, people judge you. And that's what makes who we are, you know. And everyone is trying to be 100%. Trying to be this 100%. And that's how we, yeah. So, we, and we just tend to do things a little more harsher. And we try to be more opinionated. You know, society dictates on how we live our lives and what we do and what we can do. And what people say, what they say and what they don't say. You know, some people say, well, well, you mean this or you mean that, you know, to each his own. Um, I personally have this belief system that, you know, you're who you are, I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm not judging you. I don't judge you, don't judge me. What you do in your, what you do, how you say it, there's this, there's this old, there's this um, saying, it's a church saying, that a lot of Christian, a lot of people, a lot of urban Christians would say, "What's done in the dark will come to the light." And, and 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 basically, they're serious about that too, because they're talking about like, here's one of the cultures they're talking about. Have you heard of this? There's this culture that a lot of people have started talking now, like the Me Too movement. They're now talking about this thing called the casting couch. Now, there's a, there's a video. I'm, I, I, there's a video I watched, and it kind of made a lot of sense for me to understand something. It was a video, and it was a video. It was on YouTube. It was called "Gays Gays in Hip Hop," <laughs> and it talked about it talked about a lot of the gays in the hip-hop community a lot there's a lot when i mean a lot i mean a lot and the numbers are in thousands like like i talked about all these different hip-hop artists like i'm not mentioning most of their names not gonna mention their names or nothing like that so uh, we're gonna leave that alone <laughs> but you go on youtube and you can watch watch the video and the video makes a lot of sense because kind of kind of scary. Oh, nice star charger. It really is scary because it makes you kind of go, "Wow, I did not know that." And it makes you go, "There was this like there's this lady called what her name Star or Sydney Star or something." I'm, I may be saying that name wrong. If I am, y'all probably know the name 
of who I'm talking about. It's a um, transgender woman. See what? See, I know my pronouns. See, I know my pronouns because I, I have a son who's in the LBGTQ community. He's, he's part of the LBGTQ, and he has a partner, and he's living a good life. Yes, and I and I and I, and I like that. He's living a really good life. So, so now. I have this system where I believe and I believe in this system because I have this reality of I you know I'm in this kind of you know lifestyle to where I believe that it's who we are <laughs> so and it, the video really is the video is raw and it talks about like it talks about hip-hop artists talks about rap artists from Cal, rap artists from the west coast the game talking about I got nothing against I got nothing against people that are that are homosexual that are gay. He said if you're gay and you're homosexual, that's good. It's those ones that are in the closet that I have problems with. He said the ones that are lying. He's talking about the ones that are not living their truth. The ones that are the ones that are happily married, but on the side, they're on the down low. That's what he's talking about. See, that's what he's talking about. And I understand that. And he's talking about that. So we're not getting into that. But I'm just meant to tell you that. <laughs> like I said, my stuff is random and stuff. And I was thinking about that. So I asked him about it. And it ties into what I was talking about when I talked about the guy on lip service. And about the BJs and stuff. Well, now my question to, to ask to a lot of y'all is. Do you think. And now here's a question. That, I mean, just ask yourself. Now I know what the Bible says because I follow what the Christian Bible I follow what the Christian Bible says because I you know I'm a Christian. Trust me, Catholic slash Mormon. I'm Catholic, Mormon, and Baptist. Seriously, I that's right because I was because I was raised I was raised um, Christian. That's how I say it. I was raised Christian. Um, my dad. Is straight bat. My dad is straight Catholic. Took his. My dad's straight Catholic. Altar boy all the way through. Knows knows Latin. Knows how to read the Bible and Latin and all that stuff. Can do can do the um the, can do the rosaries and Latin and everything. That's my dad. My granny, she can do. She's straight born and raised Catholic. No other religion but Catholic. My mother, on the other hand, she is Baptist. She's Baptist. And that's all she is. Just Baptist. AME. She was born, she was first raised AME. And then she became Baptist. So, so you know how that is. AME, then become Baptist. And so, me, on the other hand, when we was growing up, whatever church was picking kids up on Sunday to get out of my dad's space, that's the church we went to. It, whether it was a non-denominational, whether it was an Episcopal, a Lutheran, a Trinity, uh, Sunday event, um, you know. Whatever church was picking kids up on Sundays, my dad would say, y'all going. A lot of times, we didn't, a lot of times, we go to these churches, they were like, the way they got us is like, they would sit there and say, hey, we got candy, candy for kids, ice cream and candy and cake. And guess what? We went. We had ice cream, we had cake, and we had candy. Shit, why not? Sugar was low, man. Lots of sugar is up. We come home, Take change out of our Sunday best, and we go watch TV. That's how things were. Seriously, that's how it was growing up. <laughs> now, so now you understand that logics and everything else. So now, here's
here, let's think about this. Now, like I said, I'm not racist or anything. I'm not saying I'm a homophobe or anything like that. We're not saying about that. What I'm talking about, about the gays in the hop, about gays in hip hop and all that stuff, and the casting couches and stuff. I heard, and I've been watching a lot of documentaries about this in the Hollywood industry and stuff about certain media moguls, certain people in the hip hop industry are gay, or they're on the download. They're not gay. They're called you call. They're called passive. There's a lot of them that call pastors. Basically, what they do is they call pastors. They um, they live a lifestyle that they should not be living. Like, um, okay, they say they, they do one thing and then, but do the opposite. Like, um, like there's some artists. Like back in, I remember back in the back in oh nice start. Back in the '80s, there was a lot of debauchery going on in the '80s. The reason why. The reason why a lot of the debauchery was going on in the 80s is because it was really, really harsh. A lot of the stuff. It was a lot of the stuff that was really going on and stuff. And it was a lot of people doing stuff like, because that was the free love. And it started with the 60s. It was the late 60s, not the early 60s, the late 60s. Into the early 70s. That's when they had this debauchery of free love and everybody was into this free love and I'm being me and love and everybody was happy and blissful and the Woodstock kind of thing and all that stuff and people were just care people were just careless and then you had people just sharing the same drug needles and stuff and that's where a lot of the diseases were rampant and were coming out of people were experimenting and stuff and they were doing all kinds of debauchery and stuff then you had New York New York, they had Studio 54. That was one of the clubs where you, it was who's who of Hollywood win. Hollywood music, if you can get in Studio 54, you was in. In like Flynn. Seriously. And that's how that worked. You know. And a lot of people were going in there just to be seen. Hanging out with, like, hanging out with famous people. Like, could have been, like, I know he was there. John DeVolta. Uh, Andy Warhol was there. Trust, I know he was there. The Sheik, um, Grace Slick, she, Grace Jones. Yeah, Grace Jones was there. Not Grace Slick. Yeah, she probably was there. Jefferson Airplanes were probably there. Yeah, a lot of people was there. A lot of famous people. Candy Darling was there. Now, Candy Darling, you probably don't know who that person is, but I'm going to tell you who that person is. Candy Darling was a transgender person at the time. Looked like a woman, dressed like a woman. Was in, um, was in Andy Warhol's movies. Because <laughs> back in those days, you looked that pretty like that. You looked like a woman like that. Candy Arden looked like a woman. And and, and nonetheless, to say Andy Warhol, I mean, nothing to say Andy Warhol was also a moocher. When I say a moocher, I mean he mooched. He mooched. So Andy Warhol was really good about what he did. He would he would find some rich person and he would become their best friend. And he would he would use them. 
I mean, he would have them over at house for parties and let them pay for everything. <coughs> he would do artwork for them. Artwork at the time wasn't really worth anything because it was just some crappy stuff that he would do that he would just randomly think of. And he would reinvent himself. And he was like a Truma Capote. At those times, people back in those days, they hung out. They hung out in the circles called the beatnik circle. Circle of people where you knew um, if you hung out with these people, you were hanging out with royalty because they hung out with famous A-list stars like Rock Hudson, um, Cary Grant, and, um, you know, they hung out with people like that. Diana Carroll. I mean, they hung out with famous people back in the 70s, back in the early 60s, late 60s, early 70s. That's who they hung out with, Burt Reynolds. And I mean that. And that's what I mean, how they hung out and stuff. They hung out with people like that. So, you know, it to each his own, and that's how things are. <laughs> I mean, we all, you know, looked, and that's how we looked up everything. You know, everybody just, you know, did what they did. And I mean, that's how we looked up at everything, and that's how we found everything, and that's how we society has, you know, did things like that. So what I mean, and what I'm saying, see, I, see, I had to talk about that because I had to tell you about the, um, that's how things were back in this day. Now, we come to the modern era. So it gets to the 80s. It was all about this free love, and everybody was wearing tight, tight jeans, tight, tight pants, looking all sharp and suave, and everybody's looking like, looking all sexy, trying to look like, like, trying to look like really, really sexy and hot and People wearing makeup, like the rockers and stuff. Now, the rockers wore makeup because that's because they're rock and roll. They wanted to be different. That's why they wore the makeup. Now, now when it came to the R&B and the hip-hop scene, it was just, that's how they get they got away with it because they were groomed that way. It was like, hey, you want to, you want to, you want to get into, you you want to be a music, you, you want to be, you want to be famous. You'd be like, yes. Yeah, I want to be famous. You want to be a rapper or you want to be a singer. And you're like, uh, yes. Yes, I do. They go, and here's what they say. See that room in there? There's a couch. See that room? With, see that door with the couch? See that room with the couch? See that door right there with the couch? Go in there and shut the door. <laughs> go in that room and sit on that couch. Just go in there. And you can be famous. They don't go out. Pedophiles don't go out and say, hey, go in that room and I'm going to, I'm going to give you and I'm gonna give you a BJ or I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex with you they don't say that just bluntly tell you that no they tell you to go in that room and you go in there because you want to be famous you do see you are in your mind you're like I want to be famous so you do exactly what you want to do to be famous you'll do whatever it takes you don't care I mean it's not gonna you're like I, I, I gotta be famous so you'll do things that you don't want to do. You'll do stuff. You'll do some debauchery because you want to be famous. Back in those days, people, a lot, a lot of people in the hip-hop industry did that. Not everybody. The racial is, I would say, hmm, um, 20%, um, 30%. 70% did not. 30% did. I'm going to go like that because that's how, that's how my numbers are. I'm going to go like that. 30 and 70. 70% of y'all in the hip-hop industry did not do that. 30% did. 
and a lot of people knew about it, but they just kept quiet. They knew which they knew which producer not to go hang out with. You know, like I remember I was watching this video, and you can you can look it up on YouTube. I can't mention it because I'm kind of being being allegedly. I well, I watched the video, and allegedly on the video, the guy was talking. He said he walked in this room. He walked in this thing and two guys were sitting there were sitting there on their laptops looking at looking at gay porn looking at gay raw porn and the raw porn they were looking at was really really raunchy raw gay porn and it was that that hardcore gay porn the kind of porn that you would not want to watch but that's what they were looking at. <laughs> they were looking at looking at hardcore gay porn. And they were looking at this raunchiness, gay society, debauchery, the Sodom and Gomorrah type porn. And that's what they were looking at. He came in on them. He didn't say anything. He just looked at them. And they were sitting there just looking at them talking about, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Show him. Show him. Yeah, show him who's boss. Show, show daddy who boss. You put him in his place. You put you, and he kept saying like this. You put that bitch in his place. Yeah, you make that. You make him your bottom bitch. You make him your bottom bitch. And that's I mean seriously, no offense. I'm sorry for cussing, but that's how he said it. Make him your bottom. Yeah. He saw that. He walked out. He did not want to work with those producers. He didn't even. He didn't tell them the reason why. But when someone interviewed him, he said that was the reason why because of what they what he saw. And then another one said he walked... Another one was a female who was dating... I think she was dating one of the hip-hop artists. She said... She came over to surprise him to say, hey... She came over to this hip-hop artist to surprise him to say... She wants to to surprise him and say, hey... um, You want to go out to go eat? She says, "Um, you want to go eat? You want to go out to eat at a restaurant? She, he was in the studio. Said he was in the studio working on an album. He walked. She walks in. Him, her boyfriend, supposedly her boyfriend, and um, another guy. She didn't say. Were sitting there with their pants down. He was. The other one had his pants down, and then he, and then he was pulling. The other one had his pants down, bent over. And then the other one had, um, what do you call that? Was sitting there, with, sitting there pulled. He was, the other one was bent over while her man was literally, was literally sitting there, doing, was sitting there pulling his underwear up, pulling his boxers up. His boxer, his boxer briefs up, pulling up, pulling him up with his pants. She walked in on him. She did not say nothing. She just stood there, and the other guy was bent over, and that was it. That right there was just enough for him. She didn't want to say anything. She walked away. She called it off. She broke it off with him, and she was like, "I'm done. We're good." She broke it off with him. She said, "I'm good." She literally broke it off with him. She says, "I'm good." And he couldn't understand. He was like, what's going on? Talk to me. He, he called her. He's like, talk to me. What's going on? 
what are you doing? Hey, he kept kind of call her. She's like, I'm on breaking up. I'm breaking up. And she didn't tell him why. Because she said it's none of her business. She said she felt like it's none of my business. Tell him why. I just don't think it's going to work out. That's all she said. And he was like, why? And she said, I just it's just not going to work out. And he was like, uh, okay, can you talk to me? She's like, no, I'm good. Thank you anyway. And she left it alone. And then there was another one where this, 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 um, one, this one, um, person who was in the LBGTQ worked, worked the streets in LA. He worked, um, I think he worked the streets in, uh, was it New York or LA? It's one of the two areas he worked the streets. And he was, um, he was, um, a streetwalker. And he said that a certain hip-hop artist, who's now an actor, would, would come down to the stroll and he would pick him up. And all he would do was give him a blowjob. He said, I'll give him a BJ. And then he would throw me, he'd throw, he, he wouldn't even touch me. He would just toss me my money. He would throw me the money and then I'd get out the car. I would clean him up and he would throw me my money. And I'd get out the car. He wrote a book. Yeah, he literally wrote a book about it. And that, and that, and, and I saw that on, that was a video on YouTube. The book came out and he, had a season, uh, first he put a, these lawyers came out and, and tried to sue him. He said, I'm going to put the book out. And the book's going out on such and such date. Whatever, you got, you got anything you want to say? The guy stopped with the lawsuit. And the book got published. He didn't, he didn't talk about it. He just quietly let it, let it die away. And it died away. So he didn't mention nothing about it or nothing. He kept quiet. He let, let everything be bygones, be bygones. And that's how they did it. Seriously, that's how they did. And that's what happened. You know, so like I said, and he talked about, and they asked him about that. What do you think about, you know, the hip hop and the industry and stuff? I'm going to tell you right now. So this is nothing about that. I'm just telling you right now. If you're going to be famous, if you want to be famous, be careful. Now in this Me Too generation, I notice right now, I notice right now when I when I look at people who are singers, I see them getting these high, high notes. Like, um, the kind of people I like to hear is like, um, you know, like I like to hear Simon and Garfunkel or some Peter, Paul and Mary, somebody who sounds like that or somebody who sounds like Carole King. You know, Carol King, there's some songs that Carol King sings, no high, no high pitched voices or nothing, just model tone. You know, that's what I want to hear. But I hear a lot of people just screaming and yelling and and all that stuff. Hey, tweet your zone. Whatever my thing is, whatever floats your boat makes you happy. And whatever makes you happy makes you unique and make, makes you who you are. Okay. You know, makes who you are. All right. So, but like I said, this is just random. Thought. The reason why I was talking about the gays and hip hop and all that stuff because I was watching the you. I was watching. I was on YouTube, watching the videos and stuff. I'm always doing my research and stuff by looking on YouTube, looking for documentaries that I haven't seen. See, I'm a, I'm a documentary buff. Yeah, I look for docu series either. On, I'm on Netflix, and I'm on YouTube, and I'm on um, Pluto. And there's a there's a bunch of other platforms that I'm on looking for docu series. I'm also on um, oh yeah Facebook. I'm looking for Facebook for documentaries and stuff. A lot of documentaries that I'm looking for. Like the one documentary that's coming out that I'm going to go watch. That I'm gonna to try to watch is the Rudy Rudy Moore. That's Dolomite Rudy Moore. Rudy Moore was this great '70s actor who wanted to be in Hollywood so bad, 
He wanted to be an actor so bad that nobody would like him. I mean, he, he can rap. He was like, I think he was the first rapper. Besides Miles Mabley, but he was like one of the premier rappers. And so, and Rudy was really good. So he got all his friends to be in his movie. He made his own movie. Hired everybody and everything. Made his own movie called Dolomite. Dolomite! If you don't know about Dolomite, you better look him up. Show sure enough. That was Dolomite. That was in the 70s. Everybody knows about Dolomite. Because I know about Dolomite. I know about Miles Mabley, too. Yeah. And not many people knew that Miles Mabley was a lesbian. She just kept that under the wraps. Because she was who she was. You know. A lot of people were kept things under the wraps and stuff. But like I said, Dolomite's coming. That's where I get a lot of my documentaries and stuff. So I look up stuff like that. Now, in closing, because I definitely got to go and I got to go pay the water bills. I, I do want to say a few things. Like, listen. If you want to help my podcast because um, I want to do better content uh, I got some better I got better content and better stuff that's why it's called random things because it's whatever randomly things that I can get in and, and put in and stuff if you do want me to talk about something in a certain episode or a certain coming episode talk about it there's some things that I'm talking about like I would like to talk about like um, like about the 48 laws of pimping 48 Laws of the Game by Pimp Ken, by Pimpin' Ken. The reason why I haven't did that one yet is because I'm still re- reading his book. I read it already, but I'm going to reread it. So that's why I'm taking my time on that one because it's kind of hard. You know, I can read, I can give you the sign-ups, but I don't want to do that. I want to read it because I want to reread it and get, get the understanding of the knowledge and stuff because I got to get my knowledge again. And then I'm trying to then I'm trying to find the books by Iceberg Slam and Donald Goins. So when I look up those books, I'm trying to find those books. You know, Horse Sun and Iceberg Slam, The Life of a Pimp. You know, and stuff like that. I want to get those books. So that I'm trying to find those books. You know, when I find those books, that's what I want to get and, and understand the knowledge. You know, because I understand it, but I just want to be able to absorb it just so I can teach you. And tell you and stuff and stuff. So I do got a lot of stuff. I'm, I, I just gotta put it. I gotta put it to pen to paper. I gotta pull out my laptop and put pen to paper and stuff. But this one was just something that I was just thinking about because I was just because right after I, when I when I was at my job, I have like a thirty minute lunch break. And on my thirty minute lunch break, I'm usually looking up YouTube content, looking up stuff to talk about in my podcast. And I'm writing stuff down, taking notes and stuff. And that's when I talk about, like I said, I talk about the artists on lip sync and stuff. I mean, lip services and stuff. Her podcast by Angela Yee. I like her. I like her podcast. Really good podcast service. Great. And I do like Gucci Mane, too. Gucci Mane's really good, too. I do like him. I like Charlamagne the God. I do like DJ Envy. They're all good. I do like The Breakfast Club and stuff. But, you know, that's just me. I like certain people because I'm listening to them for certain things. Like, I like Roland Martin. Unfiltered, Roland Martin, and I do like Candace Owens. The reason why I like Candace Owens because there's some things in there about her that I like to listen to that'll <coughs> that'll kind of inspire me. So I listen to her just to get some kind of talking points. But I don't do pol- I will be doing some politics stuff, but not right now. But eventually I will. Okay. So now, in closing. This is what I meant to say, kids. I, 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 yeah, in closing, what I want to say is if you want to help out my podcast, you got something you want me to talk about and talking points, do hit me up on anchor.fm and look up I Got Your Six. I G O T U R S I X. I Got Your Six means I got your back. 
And that's what the podcast is. I do got your back. If you do have cryptocurrency, doesn't matter which cryptocurrency you have. You have a lot of cryptocurrency, whether it's if it's in the and, it, and it's and it's a list of cryptocurrency that are in Coinbase um, app. I can take it. If it's not, you gotta let me know where I can download that app so I can get that kind of currency. Okay. And if you wanna, you know, if you just say, hey, I wanna help out with the podcast. <laughs> you can go to um, anchor.fm and look up I Got Your Six. I Got Your Six podcast. And you can also click on there about doing some monetary. You want to donate there. You can do it right there. You can do it there and stuff. You know, things like that. I will, you know, hey, you can do whatever you want to do to help me. And if you just want to, you want to send me some stuff, hit me up right there at Bart, B-A-R-T. S-E-E, Bart C at S-E-E, at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L, dot C-H, ProtonMail, dot C-H, is, it's Bart C at ProtonMail, dot C-H, <coughs> yes, that's my email address for my podcast, and a few other things, but mainly the podcast, in the subject, put I-G-O-T-U-R-S-I-X. I got your six. And then in, and then whatever you want to put in there, you can write in there. You listen to my podcast. You want to further my podcast or you want me to talk about something. If you want, if you got friends that are locked up in jail and you want me to do a shout out to them where they locked up at and, and what they did, I will do that at the end of my podcast. So what I want to say is to all the men and women that are in the people that are in jail, like up in Chino, Pelican Bay, um, um, they're locked up in San Quentin, L.A. County, you know, wherever you, uh, Indio, uh, San Bernardino County Jail, Riverside County Jail, Banning Jail, wherever you are in this area along the Southern SoCal area, I got you back. I just want to say, stay strong. You know, do your time, keep it real, and people out there are supporting you. We do know we may not, we may not, we may not visit you, but we are keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. So stay strong, keep the faith, and be real. And this is Jr. with I Got Your Six podcast. Um, I gotta go, and I gotta go pay some bills. This time, I gotta pay the water bill. So I will talk to you later. Godspeed, and I'm out.